At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Top of the morning to you. Welcome in. Follow the money. VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big Thursday show lined up. Uh, Nigel Seeley, 45 minutes. His best bets today in soccer and this weekend. Ross Tucker in 90 minutes on the NFL draft. Love having Ross on the show as uh, we love having Mike Palm in studio later on. And Brian Geltseiler on the NBA, Paulie, which is where we will begin today's program. So what's the bigger, uh, biggest takeaway of the playing games from a betting uh, perspective so far? That the home teams, they all won. They were 3-1 ATS. Of course, the only team not to cover. The worst team in the league. Covering games all year long is a home favorite, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but the last three home teams did win. They covered. But also, how did we really, it's only a four-game sample size so far. But did we really start to see like a new style of basketball going from the regular season to the postseason with all four games going under the total? Yeah, I think that's the story. And the Pelicans game doesn't even come close. The Atlanta game should have gone over as you have uh, Ball and Young combined 6 of 26 from the floor in the first half. And Charlotte couldn't make a shot early on. And... uh it just it just uh, dies, or excuse me, almost gets there half a point with the shenanigans at the end as well. But that's been the story. I'm not surprised that the home teams are, are perfect because they've been get give the crowd a lot of credit. These places have been into the games. Oh, totally agree. The fans have been into it. Minnesota atmosphere was great. New Orleans was great. Atlanta was solid. Atlanta with another blowout win. Charlotte gets hammered in the playing round again. By the way, I, that, I know again. I know again. I think that will continue again. Uh, with the with the Clippers at least and beating the Pelicans, but that to me that's the big story. The other thing is who's watching that early game last night? I mean, it's a thirty point blowout. The only people watching, and it's the only game in town, are people who have money on the game because you want to see if what happens with the total if it goes over. There's no other reason to watch it. The thing's been decided since the third quarter. Oh, I mean, right after halftime, the game yep. they, that game totally flipped. As soon as they came out at halftime, I mean, the Hornets were a dead team walking. Yes. And the Hawks took control, and uh, they were awesome in the second half. But you're right. I mean, that game was a 30-point game, 25-point game for a majority of the fourth quarter. Uh, it's over with. It's boring, right? Start the bus. And then all of a sudden, they kept they kept going bombs away in a 25-point game with a few minutes. To go. You're like, wait a second here. This game might go over the total now. How, how many gimme layups? With the guys coming in in garbage time, too. I'll just lay it in. They're going to let me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. That became a squeaky bum time. Yeah. Absolutely. And the move on that game, 239 and a half, down to 235 and a half, and how it lands. And by the way, why why'd the Hawks not give the Hornets the layup with seven seconds to go? Well, what what's Ball doing? Come on. If I dribble it, again, gentlemen's agreement. I, I dribble it out, you dribble it out. I, that's what I would think. And it was a good sure. discussion, too, about Van Gundy saying, you know, why, why do people get criticized for shooting here? But then Ball's driving to the basket. It's like, come on. You're down 30 no, with six I, seconds. What I are you know, doing? I understand that, yeah. yeah. But I also had, like, the Hawks, Nyang. I mean, it's like, he's my new bull out there. Couldn't wait to shoot. Meaning it's like a 28-footer, nope, no good. Give me it back. I'm going to shoot one more time. That's a bull had no conscience back then. 
And so he, this guy just going bombs away off the bench late. Like, I, I, give me mine. Uh-huh. Come on, feed me out here. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was making threes, and then the Hornets are making threes. And you're like, wait a second here. There's two minutes to go in the game? And this, this thing might go over all of a sudden? Yeah. And I, as I said yesterday, I liked Atlanta last night. I think Atlanta beats Cleveland on Friday as well. That's a tough matchup for Cleveland. They, they, beat, they beat them three of four. The loss was the second game of the season, and they had no answer for Trey Young. But sometimes it's meant to be. And just Charlotte, how, how it starts, a train blocks the team bus from getting to the arena, and they have to walk? Like, guys, it's not the worst thing in the world. You saw their faces on video about, oh, my God, I can't believe this. But that's how the day starts. Right. And then what do you do if it were an organization? I mean, what if this is as good as it gets? They did a great job. Now, they were in the same position. But you see how they improved their record. But they haven't made the playoffs since 2016. Last year in the playing round, they have about 144. That's right. To Indiana in the 9-10 game. I think it was 144 to 117. <laughs> yeah. So you get blitzed again. As I understand it, they're one of two teams that have never went and uh, had to pay the tax. So they don't spend big money. Right. Uh, the Pelicans are the other one, and the Hayward contract is a debacle. Okay, but here's the thing. They've drafted well. Ball is outstanding at yep. this level. Yep. And Bridges clearly can play. They have some other young parts. They, they did you know, go spend money on Hayward and Rozier. Hayward's injury is killing them. Yep. Right? Um, I don't know how many how many guys want to go over and play for Michael Jordan. They need another piece. Yeah, have a big piece. Have to have another piece. Right. They were criticized for letting Kemba go, but that was a good decision. Uh, but that's yeah, that's tough. That's a tough way to go out and get blitzed again on national TV. Uh, okay, so in the four meetings this year, now talking about tomorrow night's games, uh, Cleveland and Atlanta. Uh, this goes all the way back to October 23rd. Here were the totals anyway: two twenty-three, two eighteen, two twenty-one and a half, and two twenty-nine and a half. And three of those games completely flew over the total. The first game was 101.95. After that, from New Year's Eve until the end of March, the last time they played, all three of the final games went over high totals. And now this thing already came down a little bit from last mm-hmm. night. The opener was 228. We're sitting here at 225 today. Mm-hmm. Depends. Uh, will Allen play? And do they get? will Atlanta get Collins back? That's big. Sure. But as I said earlier, again, they've had no answer for Trey Young in the last three meetings in Atlanta, uh, putting up a ton of points in the three wins as well. At least it's at it's at least it's home for Cleveland. That helps them. Yeah, but Atlanta should be favored, and they are. Any early thoughts on the second yeah. game? Then I would le- I, I would lean Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, I like the Clippers. They're lane four now, three and a half at some spots. Yeah, it, there's not much to say about the late game. The 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 best players, quote stars for the Pelicans were great, yeah. and for the Spurs, no early foul trouble for Dejounte Murray. Right. Are we doing this again? I mean, I know everyone ripped the officiating in March Madness, and rightfully so. I don't want to go down this path again. Come on. But I feel like we're going to have to. That second foul on Ingram was so bad. He's posting a guy up, and the guy's grabbing his arm, and he's knocking it away, and he's just standing there asking for the ball, and they call a foul on Ingram. I thought it's like, I don't want stars, or guys shouldn't be in foul trouble. I'm not. Uh, right. I, I don't want ticky-tack crap called right. throughout the game. Yes. If there's a little contact, let them play. I think it was the third foul on Murray. And Doris Burke on the broadcast is like scrambling, like, well, I don't, it looks like he maybe got in the vicinity, so yeah. he can't do I'm like, it's a reach if you got to go de- dig that right. deep. After the Scott for Foster why, yes. debacle against the Minnesota and the Clippers, now we have this too? Put the whistle away. I want to watch basketball games yeah. play on the floor. I uh-huh. don't want to watch that Minnesota game from the other night where there's 100 fouls in the first half. Uh-huh. I think they called 13 fouls and two techs in the first quarter. It's a 12-minute quarter. Yeah. You're calling more than a, a foul a minute. Come on, guys. Uh-huh. I hate that. Bad job. But uh, in spite of that, and... Ingram in foul trouble. He was great. 
McCollum was awesome oh, yeah. in the first oh, half. Oh, he was so good. Valanchunas got whatever was, he wanted. Yep, Valanchunas was dynamite, and uh, and the Spurs couldn't do much offensively, and, and and Murray didn't play well either. So the foul trouble certainly hurt him as well. And the player props, I, I did see this. I saw Rogier twenty and a half and twenty one and a half, and he scored twenty one. Mm. Always got to be shopping, right? That is big. Yeah, and by the way, these player props, they do move. Oh, oh yeah. When And people yeah. have, you know, a big-time influence in those markets. And when guys like on Twitter who have a big following, they send out their plays, I mean, they'll books will adjust them in – they'll either move them a full point or they'll put the juice from, like, minus 110. I've seen it go to – there was a minus 184 in a prop the other day. It's like, what are we doing here? And the, the, the limits on the props are not nearly as big as what the, uh-huh. the games or the, you know, the size of the totals will be. You, don't, so. you, you like the Clippers? They should get Kennard back, too. I kind of like this Pelicans team. Really? I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have liked the Clippers a lot against the Spurs, but. Quite the conundrum, though. I love it. Because I know the play. obviously the players don't think that way. But the organization in New Orleans is better off if they lose Friday. Because they could get two top five picks. I mean, if you win, okay, you lose. That pick goes to Memphis. Right. And then uh, you got to face Phoenix. And you're probably losing five games. Well, I, I would say this, too. And I agree with those uh, who came out with this last night, these sentiments. Stop showing the 360 dunks from Zion Williamson. Or stop doing it. Stop doing it, which he won't. 100%. Stop showing them. I don't want to see him. Guy hasn't played the entire year. It's not a big deal. This is Ben Simmons all over again. Yes, it is. It's nonsense. I don't care how good the guy looks. That's who he is. It means nothing. Go out there and play in two seconds in a basketball game once this entire year, and maybe we'll get excited. I don't want to see these viral dunks take off. Stop even going out there on the floor and practicing. You're teasing people. Shame on you. <laughs> I went right. I wouldn't even do that. I know. So sick. I'd like, oh, here's another monster Duncan warm-up. Right. So like a, right. here's Ben Simmons shooting a three in, in practice. Who cares? Uh, exactly. I got a good prop we can talk about with uh, the next couple days. Who will have more minutes in this series, Williams or Simmons? They might, they might get Robert Williams back, and he might play more than Simmons. That'd be good to kick around as well. How about Bridges? Did you see that? Oh, of course Who's, I did, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know why. So the fan is kind of like... Well, Bridges gets tossed, loses his mind, gets a double T, screaming at the official after the goaltend, running off the floor. And then the fan, he got mad at the fan, but the fan's kind of like trying to get on television and look at the big screen. He's doing eh, doing this stuff, right? He throws his mouthpiece at that fan and misses and hits a girl. Yeah. 16-year-old. Bam. Oh, right she's 16? Yeah. And he, he hits that her. Part. Yeah. So he's got to try to reach out and... Try to do something nice for her. I mean, she's just sitting there enjoying her coke, and bam, she gets hit by the mouth. She's not even watching. No, he's beyond her at this point. Throws and it all at of a sudden, the fan and misses. Yeah, you see her head kind of like go like this, react, and yeah. gets his, hit by the mouthpiece. Uh, but to his credit, now he did go to Twitter after the game last night. He retweeted the video, and he goes, "Somebody please track her down." Good job. This I is know. completely yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. He goes, so he, he, he owned was... it immediately. Right. Just a bad night all the way around. Right. Yeah. The train. Going to walk to the arena. This is the second half performance. You, you get housed again in a play-in game. Your guy gets kicked out. He throws the mouthpiece at the fan and hits the poor girl. He's got to track her down and give her like yeah. probably season tickets or jersey or whatever he can possibly do. Tickets aren't going. She lives in Atlanta, so it's not going to help. But whatever he's going to come up with. What do you give her? How about and, and, and you want to give her gift some card? NFTs? <laughs> Two thousand dollar gift card to a steakhouse of her choice. What do you think? Huh? Something like that. That probably spends whatever it on bottle likes. service yeah. every Friday. Yeah. No, I would say whatever you like. There you go. Yeah, it's up to you. Uh, the first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Uh, up next, we will recap other line moves 
upsets and uh, any bad beats last night in the world of sports and uh, some controversy yesterday. We'll touch on that coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Some Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Great action and drama. Champions League yesterday. Man City, Atletico Madrid draw plus 250. And that was a nil-nil. Man City advances to the semis. They won the first leg 1-0. Liverpool draw 5-1. They led 3-1 at home in the second half. That was 3-2. And then like in the 80th minute, draw was 10-1. And Benfica scored uh, to even it up. But uh, Liverpool advances as well to the semis. Mets plus 110 went off the favorite. Beat the Phillies. The Mets are 7-0 this year, first five. Uh, well, you're, They should be 7-0 on the season. you got to be feeling pretty good about this team. Yes. Now. Oh, yeah. Like these Mets. Red Sox, one, uh, 115 up to 135. Or excuse me, 135 up to 150. They beat the Tigers. The offense uh, starting to come alive for Boston. Nationals plus 180. Come on, Atlanta. Atlanta starts the season with the Reds and Nationals at home, and they have a losing record? Didn't see that. Bad job out of the gates. Uh, yes, it is. A, a little bit like the Bucks this year in the NBA uh-huh. after winning a, winning a title. Under so far in the NBA, 4-0. Hawks, Hornets under 239.5 to 235.5. Fell 235. Pelican Spurs under 229 to 225. Not even close. And Logan Webb, regular season at home, 14 in a row, the Giants. Yeah. How about that? He is an ace. He is a stud. Eight strong from him yesterday. It was. Unlike a lot of other starters that are getting yanked Uh early. And uh, Cole roughed up again. And no surprise. Yep. Vlad three bombs. That was something. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN.com for our radio and podcast friends. Let's check in with our boy Blue, the French Bulldog with his own Instagram page. Oh, boy. It's not. He's out cold. And then would you look at that? Yeah. Do I got spaghetti? I have a little... It holds the fork steady. What's on his belt? More noodles? Is that more noodles? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's I mean, out cold. Yes, he is. Nothing like a fork full of spaghetti to wake you up. Right. Look at him, too. Just grabs it R- like a human. Away. Steady. He has the fork and he goes chowing down on the noodles, right? That's a nice surprise. Wake up from your nap. Oh, and I got, look at that. I got breakfast in bed like that. I sure. got lunch. Yeah. 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 He's a character. Born deaf as well. Uh, he, he is. He's the real deal. And this is a uh, dog playing in the fountain. I mean, he's really getting after it here. He loves the fountain. Going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> he's excited. Not used to the water. That is awesome. Loving it. Yeah. That is great. Lose some. Yankees 140 up to 165. They got beat at home. Six to four. Good job by the Blue Jays. Why do they own the Yankees in that park? Uh, it's a good question. Um, a, a ten and three run now. Eleven and three. I would say the power rating on the Yankees a little bit off again this year again, and uh, the Blue Jays are just really freaking good. Yep. Yep. A little bit of both. Now well, you went out for a safari, go sightseeing, right? Maybe looking at elephant. Maybe I see a lion. I didn't sign up for this. How about this incredible video? TikTok. The lion jumps in the bus. 
<laughs> big break. He's friendly. Oh, climbing over every single. Right. He's not hungry. No, oh, look want, at this. He, he wants. Oh, right. he wants to cuddle. Check out the size of the paw, though. Here, look at this. Oh, sure. Just yeah, not, let's oh, cuddle. Wow, bigger than the lady's head. Oh yeah, he just wants to cuddle. He jumps right on the bus. He could rip her head off. Oh. In two, how are you not freaking out? Oh, I know. Steady, Eddie. Oh. I'd have to have a diaper on. She's would, laughing, I, got the phone out. I'd sure. have to change my pants. Look at that. You could bite my head off in a second and a half. That's no problem. Yeah, but give me a hug, big fella. Right. I, how would you react? I don't know. He just jumps up on the bus and wants <laughs> oh. to play. Absolutely. That's real. Oh, man. This is unfortunate. It seems like it happens every year. And it's an early start to the season. And I know Gil Brandt will probably make no hyperbole today with Mike Palm. Stanton's up last night. Let's go to John Sterling on the call, Yankees Radio. This Hicks. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. At the wall, caught by Tapia. Boy, I thought that was gone. So Stanton got close. He sent Tapia back to the wall to make the catch. And the Yankees come up just empty. That would have tied the game. So the Yankees get one run on two hits and leave one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yankees radio. Uh, this is that's no, How many times has it happened now? What's happening every year, though? And then people were defending him, saying, well, he wasn't at the game. He's calling. He, yes, he was. He's at the games. Yes. It's happened over and over and over again. Stanton did stand there and admire it. But it's you, you got to be 100% on that, too. Imagine you're driving around. You're the Yankee fan. Of like, oh, God, he got me crazy. again, Sterling. Come on. Uh, you think the Yankees broadcast have a good audience there in New York? Yeah. Uh, and, and it happened again. It, it's Pat Forty had a good tweet about baseball just does annoying things. And let the stars be the stars. It's happened twice in the history of baseball where a guy's had a perfect game through seven. He gets yanked. And Dave Roberts has done it twice. Here's Kershaw after the game where 80 pitches, perfect game through seven. Roberts and the Dodgers take him out. What was the conversation with Dave Roberts and the ultimate decision to come out? Yeah, it's hard. You know, I feel bad for uh, for Barnsley. You know, Barnsley did such a great job. And it's fun to get to catch one of those. And so I, I wanted to do it with Barnsley, you know. Um, it'd be special. And, but at the end of the day, those are, those are individual things. Those are, those are selfish goals. And we're trying to win. You know, and um, that's that's really all we're here for. And as much as I would have wanted to do it, I've, I've thrown 75 pitches in the sim game, you know, and I hadn't gone six innings, let alone seven. And um, sure, I would have loved to do it, but, um, you know, maybe we get another chance. Who knows? Well, you're not going to get another chance. Not That's, like that, no. no. Now, I know he's, he's had the no-hitter before, okay? But this is not a no-hitter. There's only been 23 perfect games in history, at least let him go out there for the eighth. He could have a one, two, three inning again and throw nine pitches. Yeah, that's the part I would absolutely agree with. If you're Roberts, right, go out there, have the conversation with Clayton and say, look, you're at 80. Would you would you like to begin the eighth here? And we'll see how it goes. If you give up a hit right away, we're going to get you out of here. No questions asked. But if you deliver like a quick eighth inning, you know, we can maybe run this back for the ninth. But I, I have to be completely honest. I love Clayton Kershaw. I love baseball. He's arguably the best pitcher of our generation. If he doesn't care, then I don't care. Ugh. I have a very unpopular opinion with this. I know that. I know I'm in the minority. I can't fake it. I just I I was watching the reaction yesterday, and people want to burn down houses. Oh, they're pissed. Their people are livid over this, and I'm just like, I that's I, baseball though. I don't care. How many times are you? I gotta get to a TV. 
I have to check this out. No, I understand. We, and it's, they take it away from No, me. as a fan. Is, again, is that, I'll ask you. Is that why he struggles in the postseason? I'm not saying it's like you got give me the ball. You're not taking. I mean, it's like oh, because he's not get off the mound. I got a perfect game. Get off the mound because he's not sure. He's this. not sure. Right. right. He's going to give you the death stare. Like, yeah, this don't is even my come out right here. now. Don't even come out here. I right. got a problem dealing. Here's the thing. He hasn't pitched, what, 30 games since 2015, I believe. Uh, the guy now has an injury history, and he actually admitted that I haven't thrown more than 75 innings. Uh, Look, if he does again, if he doesn't want the ball in that situation, then I'm like, I, then why would I get pissed off then? I mean, as a, we would we like to see this happen? Of course we would. They didn't seem bothered by it. Good point. Yeah. One bad beat. It was a moose. Horrific. Cubs Pirates total was eight and a half. It was six two in the bottom of the fourth. Brutal. That was the final score. Nothing the rest of the way. You got to be kidding, right? Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Claim your hundred percent first deposit match bonus now. With code 250, match, learn more, betrivers.com. But it is, you know, that is now Dave Roberts, like you said, the second time. Right. right. Same guy's done it. it was Rich Hill. Now, Rich Hill was pissed. He was living. When he did it. Right. He's See, banging the step of the dugout. He's hitting the padding. Kershaw's right next to him. It's like, same guy's done it. It's only happened twice in history, and Roberts has done it both times. Right. And when a guy like Rich Hill wants the ball, I would say, as a manager, the ball is yours. If a guy is that adamant about it, he's at 89 pitches... You have to at least say, we'll bring you back out for another inning and see how it goes. What, what if you have a seven-pitch inning? Absolutely could have been in play. Absolutely could have happened. Another prop was live, too. William Hill put that prop up. Would a pitcher throw a perfect game? Nine innings. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the worst part about this. That thing. was if a you good prop. Bet on it, the next yep. things. I yep. have heard, though, Mets fans chime in on this. Santana? When, and they, Mets yep. fans, I heard this on radio last night and this morning saying, that was the end of Johan Santana in New York. Well, he threw like 100. Didn't he throw like 140 pitches? It was a lot of pitches, right. Okay, this guy's got 80. No, I understand that. Yes, right. And that was the first no-hitter ever in Mets history. So at the time, it was completely worth it. Yeah. And I another pitcher, I, love, I have Johan Santana's jersey. And that's how much I loved him with the Twins 15 years ago. He was so dominant. But um, Mets fans will tell you, Dustin's our producer. He probably hasn't, he probably hasn't filed away. Like, he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No question what it did to him. But there's a big difference between what he was throwing that day and then where uh, Kershaw was at. Yeah. The NBA playoffs now start this weekend, and right now Bet Rivers has an incredible offer. Place a wager of $25 or more on any NBA team to win the NBA Finals to receive a $5 free bet. For every playoff series they win, can Milwaukee repeat? Does Golden State have another title run in them? You make the call and get a $5 free bet when your team wins a series. All you have to do is go to BetRivers.com to see the current odds and get your free bets, terms, and conditions apply. Uh, up next, a good discussion that will provide some national perspective on states that have yet to legalize sports betting and the extent some will go to in order to place bets at neighboring states where it is legal. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports Betting Network. NFL Draft is right here in Vegas. We'll have extensive coverage. Mock drafts from Matt Eumann. He'll go over his mock tomorrow on the show. Michael Lombardi, 
Mike Pritchard, former first-round pick and legendary broadcaster and voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his best bets in the NFL Draft Betting Guide. Sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the draft. Only $19 at VEASAN.com slash draft. So yesterday when we had Jensen Lewis on the show from the Cleveland area, we asked him about uh, sports betting getting legalized in that state. And the target date is January 1, 2023. Hopefully it passes at some point before then and maybe in the football season. So I I threw this out on Twitter yesterday and I had no idea what kind of a response I was going to get. I didn't know if it was going to be five people or as many as I got. I couldn't even keep up. So I thank everybody for chiming in. If you want to go see the thread for yourself, it's at Mitch Moss Radio, and I ask this question. For those of you who live in non-legalized sports betting states and still make bets at legalized books, how do you commute? Where do you commute to and from, and how far is it? And a lot of this is basically to put other states like on blast to say, like, look, mm-hmm. I mean, where I live, I'll throw out Massachusetts, right? Where it's not legal yet. And all of the surrounding states, or a lot of them, are legal and people are just chiming in from the Boston area saying, I, I have to drive to New Hampshire. I, you know, go to Connecticut. I go to Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice. All these commutes are between 30 minutes and 90 minutes, but it was the Northeast. It was the Midwest. It was the South. Uh, it was some from the North, uh, the Pacific Northwest in California. People about how they have to drive from the Bay Area to Reno, like on the weekends to bet football oh. and where people would go to, like, driving to a church parking lot wow. on a Sunday morning and the place would be littered <laughs> and it's like other guys are there making bets at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning oh, in the church so parking good. lot and then they bail. Yeah, before like the New York, New Jersey discussion um, and Randy McKay had a tweet about betting in the cornfield, uh, doing that with Iowa and then now in the mountains in Colorado. But also now you, you see the price of gas. It's like, what's your tipping point? And see that's... And I just, ah, I'm just going to go with the offshore now or talk to uh, Joe the bookie. Yep. And that was a major part of the feedback that I got yesterday again. And the email here is ftm at vcin.com if you'd like to chime in on Twitter at vcin live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. Now, people were explaining, like, look, I already have to lay a dollar ten. In some spots, it might be a dollar fifteen or, God forbid, a dollar twenty to make some of these bets. And now, over the course of the last, what, six months, not even that long, gas is shooting up to, in some pockets of the country, maybe six bucks a gallon. Mm hmm. Even if it's not, it's four, four fifty, five bucks a gallon where you live, and so I gotta, I gotta fill up on gas to pay the the premium price now for what it's going for. Then make my drive, which could be up to ninety minutes in some cases, and then make my bets where I'm laying a dollar fifteen or a dollar twenty sometimes. And then it just, it's right. not, it doesn't do me any good anymore. Yep. But people are still doing it, and for the people who were making the drive. Like 90 minutes, that wasn't a daily thing, but they would specifically go out of their way like maybe once a month or, you know, once every two months to make their bets. Other people are saying they make the drive every single day for like a half an hour, but they would also plan it around work. So if they have to drive from, let's say it was around Indiana and some states that are not legalized surrounding uh, Indiana, they would plan like their work day and stuff that they could actually do around that commute and then go across the border, place their bets, and then go back and make other, make other, run other errands. It was fascinating. Uh, yes. And from, for people in states that are, should be looking and paying attention to this, not just to this Twitter thread, obviously, but to hear from locals in their area and to think it's still a good idea to go through, you know, as many loops as possible and we got to tighten this up and uh, we don't want, it's bad for bit. It's not. you, you got to legalize this stuff. People are leaving. You're leaving so much money on in the cutting room floor 
from people in your own state leaving and going to bet somewhere else that you can't even calculate at all. Right. Another so, thing, too, was about the crazy straddles. And you, you see oh, yeah. somebody, was it Montana who's got like the crazy juice on? Oh, it's A couple of people chiming in from Montana. Yes. Like, what am I supposed to? Because Montana, the state is enormous. So, like, what am I supposed to do when I'm in Montana and the juice is absolutely bonkers, <laughs> yeah. but I don't have another, what, where should I drive? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I'm not going to get out of my car and drive eight hours <laughs> to go make some bets. So, they're kind of stuck. And, by the way, I have done, out here in Las Vegas, now that it is legal in Arizona, I did uh, tag along for a ride. I wanted to see how this was done. Um, so, a buddy of mine who was doing this since the football season started what you have to do is you you leave Las Vegas and you have to drive out beyond Hoover Dam, but you're in the middle of the desert at that point. And so once you get beyond Hoover Dam, there's a spot where you can take a quick right a couple of miles beyond it that sometimes the cell service works, but only for one app. Most of the time it doesn't. So then you have to like get back on the freeway and head, head probably, I think it was like 20 to 30 minutes down to an area where there's a gas station and like a couple of diners. But again, we're, there the cell phone usually works. But then I saw him like fire away and make his bets. And then we drove back. But that's a good, depending on where you live in Las Vegas, that's like an hour there, hour back. Not bad, yeah. Right, right. There were two things on this as well. And it's a great discussion. One was because of the crazy blackout rules that affect Iowa with baseball. Yeah. But also when, when we were talking about this with Iowa, and people would say, I'm this far from Illinois, I'm this far from Nebraska, and on and on and on. Um, and then when we went out to Foxwoods, about where are you, where'd you come? Well, I drove an hour and a half from Maine. I'm an hour and a half. Yeah. I came from New Hampshire. I came from Massachusetts. Vermont. I mean, Vermont. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. However, how you're so close and you're not that far with a drive. Correct. And then what it was like here with the betting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another common denominator that people said, it just they're completely eliminated from live betting. Yes. You have to go there and make your pregame bets, and then that's pretty much it. If you want to try to get a middle... You're going to, have, I mean, and this, this again was, we were specifically asking the legalized sports betting fashion. I get it. People are still probably betting with locals and offshore accounts, whatever, but I just wanted to know how that worked when you wanted to make bets in legalized areas and how far people are willing to, I guess, sacrifice to go do it. Because suddenly, again, you're going to be, it's, it's not an, it's not an advantage play anymore. It's, it does, it's not plus yeah. EV. When you're all of a sudden paying five bucks a gallon in gas, and you do it three or four times a week, yeah, keep so. them coming at, at Veasan Live or tweet at us as well about your responses. The other one too is uh, the links you should go to to get the bonuses at various places. No question. The buddy going to Arizona, going to go to Colorado. I mean, think about this. Over it's a wild, wild west. There's over 20 different books in Colorado, and I think all of them, but Westgate. Uh, I think it's Superbook and Circa for the bonuses. Right, right. You think about that? So, and, then, and then what New York was doing. Like Caesars was offering $3,000 yep. in New York when that started. Oh, once they started to concentrate putting all their money towards, that's why some of these other states dried up. Once New York came on board, like in Arizona, from what I understand, all the promos went away. They wanted to concentrate on, well, it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. So many people live in that area, obviously. It's the number one market in this country. It's like we got to acquire as many customers as possible. By the way, when... Um, when Bet Bash was here, it was a sports betting uh, convention over Final Four weekend. I met a guy. I, I've, I've known him for a while. He's a good dude. He used to live in Las Vegas for a long time. Moved back to Illinois. So he was here for Bet Bash. And he fires away, man. Does this professionally. He actually rented an Airbnb in Colorado to go out there and check it out for the promos. 
make bets. He did it. He went to the Airbnb for a week. Well, he tweeted out a while back that he was on like week number five. He extended the Airbnb because the promos were too good. He told me that he collected 20,000 in bonuses and from doing nothing else but grinding it out in front of the screen 14 hours a day. He had 22 books to, I believe, bet from in Colorado. He turned like the bonuses. He was up like 200,000 in a couple of months. 200? 200,000. He went back to Illinois. Oh, my God. He watched the screen all day long, made bets, and he was able to utilize. I mean, 20,000, like, out of the gates and promos. Well, Frank B. and Randy McKay moved there. They moved there because yeah. of it. That's strong. Uh, no the, kidding. The, the buddy who I went with to Arizona, who does this uh, for a living, I had that conversation with him yesterday. I'm like, when are you thinking about going to Colorado? Not for a weekend, man. I know. But for, like, good. I, I'd say yes. It's something that, you know, if you do it professionally, you might have to consider. Which is odd, because he's gone, as I understand it, he's been in New York and Arizona eating up the bonuses. Correct. Going. So yeah, he makes uh, trips back east, <laughs> drives to Arizona all the time. Colorado makes Cambodia look like Kansas. I mean, that's what, you got to hit Colorado. That That's the... What a, what, what, what huh. a, yeah, what a state to be in right <laughs> yes. now for legalized sports betting, yes. among some of the others. Oh. But it's a, it's a fascinating discussion, and uh, I just wanted to know, like, how far people were willing to go, and you got to suck it up. Yeah. And then with yeah. Adam Chernoff on last week about what's going on in Ontario. Everything and all the offers there, too, and the right way to go about it yep. and, uh, and, and put that stuff in and get the bonuses. That's right. So, again, if, uh, if you do this, ftm at vcin.com is the email, ftm at vcin.com. And again, on Twitter, like Paulie said, at vcin live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. Fun discussion. Uh, Paul Charchian chiming in. Hour and 41 minutes from Minneapolis down to Diamond Joe's in Iowa. Diamond Joe's. Yeah, you got to go to Diamond Joe's. Oh, Iowa. really? Others in the, in the Minneapolis area were chiming in. They have to make if they want to go and bet at like the brick and mortar there oh. or to sign up. It's an hour and 40 basically from where they live. God. Yep. Some of these states in the mid- Midwest, they're completely dropping the ball. They really are. Uh, we will get some best bets in soccer today. It's getting good now. Uh, Nigel Seeley is going to join the program. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Here we go. Nigel Seeley at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter to talk soccer. We'll get to the Premier League weekend in a second. Good action yesterday in the Champions League. Uh, two draws, Liverpool and Man City go through. At what point will the schedule catch up to these two clubs? Because I know City afterwards said they had no legs and they were gassed in the second half against Madrid. And the first thing is that that's those two matches last night were very, very different draws, wasn't they? I mean, yeah. the Man City game against Atletico Madrid was a a feisty affair with with tackles flying in really high intensity, whereas the Liverpool game was a very, very easy 
routine three-three draw where at the end of the game people were hugging each other, high fives from <laughs> opposing sides. Very, very different matches that both of these two sides have gone through heading into the FA Cup semi-final on Saturday. Um, with regards to the teams, I mean, these are the best two teams in the world for, for obvious reasons. They, they've got two of the best managers, but they've also got two of the biggest squads and probably the best squads in the world. And, you know, this is where the squad really gets utilised towards the end of the season. I mean, Manchester City's third team will probably be good enough to finish fourth in the Premier League. Liverpool's third team will probably be good enough to finish fifth in the Premier League. So if you were talking about a team like a West Ham, for example, who have got a smaller squad, who have uh, equally as many games in the Europa League uh, as they do have, then they may suffer. But I don't think Liverpool or Manchester City will suffer much with the squads that they have and the players they have. Both of these sides, well, Man City in particular, could rest all 11 of the players who played in the weekend, uh, in midweek at the weekend, and probably have a whole team of 11 of international players. That is the strength they have. So it's not as though, you know, they're reliant on on certain key players. So, And at the start of the season, Man City would have expected to be in the mix in all these competitions, so would Liverpool. And standing in each other's way Mm -hmm. on every single one of them is going to be each other. Isn't that something? I think what it shows is that these two sides are just head and shoulders above everyone else in world football. I mean, I've followed football like a professionally and, and played football at quite a decent standard when I was younger, like for the last 31 years. I've never seen a better quality of football match than the Liverpool Man City game last week in terms of technical ability. Wow. And I think it was, I think it was that if you, if you could record that and play that to any young kid and say, this is how you want to play the game. It was just a joy to watch two brilliant managers, two sides at their peak. And if we on Saturday playing the FA Cup semi-final, which would be a, a monumental game again, and then if that's the Champions League final and they can live up to that expectation, well, we've got something in store. So how about this uh, Liverpool special then that's up here in Las Vegas? Will they win the quadruple? We talked to you about mm-hmm. this a couple of weeks ago. Nigel, the yes was 25-1. to 1. They must win the EPL, FA Cup, EFL Cup, and the UCL. It's down to 15-1. to 1. Your thoughts on that? Well, as I said, they've already got one competition in the bag. Am I right? Every single competition, every single competition that they play now, one team stands in their way. I think that's Manchester City. They're they're involved with a title race with Man City at the top of the table in the Premier League. They're involved with an FA Cup semi final at the weekend at Wembley against Manchester City, and all and it's very heavy minus money that they'll play each other in the the Champions League final. So it, I, I think, I think. I think one, I, I'm edging towards Liverpool this weekend in the FA Cup because of the match that Man City played at the weekend. I think Liverpool may have a slight advantage. I still think Man City will win the Premier League. I think they've just got that little edge uh, with, with the players they have. I, don't, I can't see them slipping up. And the Champions League final, is, if they play, is, is, is a lottery. So I still think the, 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 the three trophies they're playing for will be shared amongst them. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to bet that because City just just um, are the team they've got to oppose, and uh, that's a, that's a tough ask. Okay, you've been very good here with your Europa League plays. We have the second leg coming up. You took a bad beat with uh, at, uh, at Atlanta over last week. I think four four posts, four posts cross, and yeah. crossbars. What are you doing today in Europa? Same again, going over, going okay. over to Lenta Leipzig. I think it's one of the better bets of the card. Um, Leipzig are very, very offensive on the road. They've scored 35 goals in their last 11 road games. So that shows you how much they are. Atalanta concede 1.6 goals on average at home in the in European football. 1-1 from the first leg. Uh, so it's really, really nicely poised. Um, 
I think both teams will score. Yes, I mean it's minus two dollars. I wouldn't be betting it minus two dollars in a single, but in a parlay, if you wanted to bet that, definitely. So over two and a half is around about minus one fifty-five. But I've actually bet over three and a half because if the game is going to be open and there's going to be three goals and and they play to their capabilities, then the, the plus one seventy over three and a half goals makes much more appeal than the over two and a half goals. It's, it, to me, it's going to be one of those games that goes over by a big way rather than over by three. If it's going to go over two and a half, it could be five. So okay. I'm, I'm much more happy to take the over three and a half at plus 170 than the over two and a half at minus 155. Is that it today? Yeah, I think the other games are tough. Okay. Rangers are at home to Braga. I think Braga are a little bit underestimated by that. Barcelona, very low at minus 286. On paper, they should win it, but uh, I wouldn't be rushing to bet that. And Leon West Ham, I think, is a really, really, really difficult game. So just the one play for me today, over three and a half, I bet on, the, um, on that, on that uh, Leipzig okay. match. Okay, mate, how about the weekend in the Premier League? And uh, the controversy with Ronaldo, as you would say, acting like a petulant child, uh, what he did to the kid, knocking the phone out of his hand. They get they, they have problem scoring right now. Huge favorite against Norwich, bottom of the table. Norwich coming off a win and a draw in their last two outings. What do you think about the Premier League card? Well, I think Ronaldo's obviously. I mean, he's throwing his toys out the pram, acting acting up. But um, that shows you the pressure Man United are under at the moment. They're not playing well. They've, they've the, the captain, Harry Maguire, is getting criticised from every angle uh, in the over this country. Ronaldo's not playing anywhere near what he played at the start of the season, not playing anywhere near what he's played over the years in, across Europe. But um, they, they still get bet. They're minus 420 to win this game. Now, now Man United will probably win the game. But Norwich, I mean, they're fighting for their life. They, they're bottom of the table. They come here on the back of a win. I'm not saying they will, that they will win this game, but Man United have only won once in their last seven. They drew nil-nil at home to Watford uh, when they were a very similar price. It is minus mm. 450, I think they were, for that game. I'd, I'd probably back Norwich plus one and a half goals or plus two goals because if Man United win, given the confidence they're in, they're not going to. I can't see them beating any side by four or five, even Norwich. Um, I think they've got big problems. Um, they were going through another rebuilding process, and I think they're, they're, they're so far away, the top two and, and Chelsea. They're far so distanced from them three, it's incredible. Uh, they're being priced up on reputation, I believe, rather than what, what we see this week in, week out. Uh, the only get Tottenham, I think, uh, against Brighton, I know they're very low, minus 186 by a fancy Tottenham to win. I mean, they're doing really well. They scored 19 goals in their last six matches, and all the goals come from Harry Kane and Son. They're plus money to score at any time in that game. Brighton have failed to score in six of their last eight matches. I know oh. they, beat Arsenal, they beat Arsenal last week, but Arsenal were dreadful. I think Tottenham will win, and I think they'll win by at least two goals. I think they'll beat Ryan quite convincingly. But I think the best angle to get plus money is to bet those two players. It, Son and Kane, if if one of them scores, you're going to make tiny amounts. If two of them win, you'll collect on both. I, I can't see a Tottenham winning a game without either Kane or Son. I think they scored something like 70% of their goals this season. Staggering amount of goals they are. Um, Southampton Arsenal, Southampton on the back of a 6-0 defeat against Chelsea. You would expect some kind of uh, bounce back. But they're they're one team that've got their swimming trunks on and their 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 sandals looking for the end of season <laughs> holiday rather than the, the action on the pitch, and you can see that by their metrics and their performances they've dropped the level. But Arsenal never to be trusted at minus one hundred six. Um, I think Leicester Newcastle at the weekend is a game that could see goals. I think over two and a half here makes appeal to me at minus one hundred seven. Leicester though have a big uh, European game this evening against PSV Eindhoven, so that may take a little bit out of it. And the other couple of games, I think, are really hard. I think Watford-Brentford is difficult. Um, Brentford got some good couple of wins. Watford aren't scoring goals, but conceding a lot of goals. And I think the West Ham-Burnley game, you couldn't have a bet 
on that without um, seeing how West Ham get on tonight because that's going to be a crucial thing in the, the preparation of this game. But also there's the FA Cup this weekend and obviously Liverpool play Man City at Wembley, which is the biggest game mm-hmm. of the of the, of, of the weekend card in the FA Cup. So, I mean, the draw again in that game is the biggest price of all three outcomes. And again, it's just to me, anything sort of plus 325, uh, plus 225, 230 on the draw in that game. They played twice this season. Both of them have been 2-2 draws. I wouldn't rule out another 2-2 draw. Wembley is a very, very big pitch, so it's energy sapping. So, for, for especially for, for Man City coming through a real tough game, I'm going to the same angle as I did before. Liverpool plus a half in the game, and the draw, and a goal-scoring draw. Um, I can't see these two sides not playing without either of them scoring goals. So, I think that's the big game. And the other game is Chelsea against Crystal Palace, and I've opposed Chelsea pretty much every week, got it wrong, but I'm going to stick with it. I think Chelsea going through 120 minutes against Madrid over extra time will take its toll on them. And I think Crystal Palace uh, are worth a bet plus a goal on the handicap. Very good, mate. Very Thanks good. for the time as always. Excellent uh, analysis and uh, good luck with the bets today. Yeah, and you take care. Yep, thank you. Go. There you go. He's on Twitter at Sealy underscore Nigel as well. Dynamite when it comes to that sport. The first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21 plus. Offer is not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules we will get to today's major league baseball card coming up next now we're starting to see some of these starters make their second go at it on the mound today some guys got roughed up the first time out last week what does that mean today we'll talk about it coming up next bet river sport bet river sport bet river sport 